unitedinstitute.org podcast where we feature successful professionals and scholars. Hello, this is Jeffrey Nutt. Welcome to the unitedinstitute.org world podcast. With us today is a very special guest, Desmond Cortez Crenshaw, otherwise known as Des Cortez. That's the stage name for our very special guest. Great to have you, Desmond. Very, very great to be here. Des Cortez, Desmond Cortez Crenshaw, was recognized in high school for his unusual abilities. He was a Fox 2 superstar in Detroit. He was granted a scholarship to Central Michigan University, playing on the Michigan All-Star football team. After leaving football to overcome a condition known as Crohn's, he started acting and began his first debut as an actor, uh, actually during his collegiate years at Central Michigan University, in Top Dog, which was the first all-African-American play at Central Michigan University. Is that correct? Correct. At Central Michigan, Desmond studied broadcast art and cinematic arts. He furthermore began working in education following his studies there with the city of Detroit, uh, as well as uh, embarked upon some very unusual films that began a very long film career. Uh, And along the way, he learned a few things uh, as a property manager and even as a carpenter, learning from master carpenters in the city of Detroit. But uh, his very first acting um, experience out out of college was Till Death Do Us Part. He's had 14 films thus far, including Coffee Talk, a romantic comedy, Why Do Men Cheat?, Warrior Pride, which is now on sale with Amazon. And there have been premieres, by the way, for Warrior Pride just in the past year in Detroit, Los Angeles, New York City, as well as uh, in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, his uh, films have been featured at different film festivals, including the New York City Independent Film Festival, as well as the Trinity Film Festival, and the uh, Indie uh, Festival. Uh, we do know that the long list of films is quite long that you've been in, Desmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's worth mentioning just a few more here. Destiny's Calling, Loud Pack, mm-hmm. I Am My Sister's Keeper. Yeah. Now, you've really achieved some remarkable success on the big screen, and yet uh, it wasn't all an easy coast, a roller, you know, just it's been a bit of a roller coast uh, in your life, in in the sense that as you were uh, in school as a youngster, growing up in the Detroit area, in Detroit Highland Park, Mm -hmm. uh, you actually were at one point selected as one of seven Beat the Odds awardees yeah. selected from more than 200 high schools who were each invited to nominate just one student 
each for the Beat the Odds Award for having overcome significant adversity in life. The students that were selected had to demonstrate exceptional depth of inner strength, integrity of effort, tenacity of purpose, and courage in the face of daunting odds. It was quite an achievement when you received your award. I'll remember um, that particular day for a long time because I was present. I was so happy to be there and to be among those friends and admirers there in the city of Detroit. Desmond. Yes. Now, you overcame several different types of adversity. We have to mention to our listeners here that just because somebody has challenges earlier in life doesn't mean that they're simply doomed right. to mm-hmm. a life of misery. Is that correct? That is very correct. So how did you overcome the, the fact that one of the issues that you overcame was low-income status? How did you deal with that as, as a youth? Well, as a youth, pretty much, I didn't know anyone else who was in a better situation, I should say. Um, I didn't necessarily know I was in poverty. It seemed like everyone around me um, was pretty much in the same boat. So you pretty much, you know, a lot of biting and scratching, and you pretty much have to do what you have to do. But um, I, I really had no idea there were anything too much better for anyone now, you, like me. Now, you overcame also what was described as childhood abandonment or alienation by a parent. Mm-hmm. What was that? Well, um, my dad had over a 20-year addiction to uh, heroin, and which uh, limited him from uh, being the father that he wanted to be. He also was incarcerated numerous times um, while I was growing up. So how did you overcome that absence from your dad? Uh, well, I just kept pushing, um, had a lot of faith put myself uh, into sports and different things like that. And the times that I was able to spend with him, um, I really relished those times uh, and thought about those conversations a lot. You were also the caregiver as a minor for a totally and permanently disabled senior. Who was that person that you were caring for as Uh, a a minor when you were a minor? That was my grandmother. She had uh, Alzheimer's. and how did you overcome that? Well, um, just um, really just knowing that uh, my mom, we were together in that, you know, and just um, my grandmother was great to me growing up. So um, being able to help her and being there for her was um, kind of like a blessing for me also. It was tough at times, but, um, you know, it was something that I really didn't have a problem doing. So did you actually have to relocate where you your room was where yeah. you lived? Yes, I had to move um, down to where she was so uh, someone could be with her 24 hours a day. So um, I had to move here. Now, another a type of adversity that you overcame was as a rehabilitated, youthful ex-offender <laughs> who later learned to distinguish themselves by service to others. Correct. How did you overcome that? Well, um, really, my um, my first overcoming time was when uh, I was beating by my gang members. Um, that allowed me to show that I didn't have to follow the crowd. 
you know, it kind of was um, a way of me knowing that if I wanted to make good decisions, I could. And I was willing to take whatever consequences came with it. So um, after that instance there, I started gradually becoming better and better and uh, spending more time on being positive. So you you overcame a beating that mm -hmm. left you where? Uh, in Children's Hospital. And yet you determined to be positive and give something back to the community and, and serve the community? Correct. In what capacity did you serve the community? Um, different ways. But one of the main ones in, uh, in the high school was uh, the families that were uh, struggling in the Highland Park area through Focus Hope, uh, UAD, I would get the homerooms. And what we did was we would, every homeroom would take one family and we would uh, donate as much as we possibly could and basically uh, take on that family, adopt that family for the holidays. And now you mentioned U of D. That's University of Detroit you, High Jesuit, School. Yes. Jesuit High School. Correct. Uh, now, my understanding was it wasn't easy getting into that school, was it? Not at all. I actually, um, <laughs> I didn't pass the test. I uh, wasn't accepted. But uh, I had some very, very close uh, people in my life at the time who wanted to see me continue in the right direction. They knew that I needed a new school system and I, I couldn't go to school in my neighborhood. So um, they went to UAD and um, they had a few conversations with a few big people there. And next thing I know, I was attending classes. <laughs> Is there anyone who told you point blank, you're going there, even yeah. though you said you did not even get admitted? Yeah, um, there was a judge, um, you know, in my life at that time who was um, wanting to see me do the right things and really felt like that um, what I was doing at the time wasn't a representation of who I was and flat out just told me, you're going to UAD. And uh, I did. Now, what uh, what would you say that would be the most uh, typical type of way that you do uh, spend your time these days in, in, an, in an average week of time? What do you currently do? Um, I'm currently doing a lot of, um, a lot of home rehabs. Um, that's currently what's taking a lot of my time. Uh, also, um, filming a lot too. So, uh, between that and my kids, that's pretty much my days. So you do multiple things. You have multiple streams of income drawing upon your previous experience as a property manager and a, a carpenter, Correct. uh, as well as uh, your acting. And so now in terms of your, your acting, uh, can you help our listeners understand a little bit more ab about some of the um, things that you would say have been among the most challenging professional experiences uh, that you may have had and, and what you might have learned from, from that? It could be your professional experiences or your experiences in, in business or even in school. Um, in addition to what you've mentioned, what I've learned really is that you can't really go looking for success like that. Um, you can't just go out and figure like you're going to find it and, and get there by meeting somebody or doing something. Um, what I've come to learn is that if you really, really concentrate on getting better at something yourself, um, adding to your value, 
then um, success will definitely find you. So um, that's been my main drive now was kind of just making sure that uh, I'm doing everything possible to be as good as I possibly can. And you won't have to worry about it. Success is going to, you know, grab you up. Now, what would you say may be one of your um, first aha moments that you may have had? Hmm. In the course of your life or your career, you mentioned one uh, perhaps that was a defining moment in your life when you were surviving in Children's Hospital, the, the gang beating, and uh, went on to enroll in one of the most prestigious prep schools yes. in, in the state of Michigan, University of Detroit, Jesuit. You know, right. And, and, Right in between that, one of my biggest aha moments was um, I remember just, you know, having to walk through my uh, area to uh, have to walk down my block to get to the gas station or to get to the store. And, you know, you walk through like all these different drug dealers or whatever. And um, I remember um, that they told me that I was going to be in a paper that day for um, for Washington, D.C. for the um, Freedom Works Award with uh, Dick Army. Um, receiving it from Dick Army, and I was just so scared at, if I knew that the drug dealers saw um, me on that newspaper clipping that um, what they were going to do, uh, you know. But what was an aha moment was before I could even walk down the street, they had already had the newspaper article, and they were treating me like I was like some type of celebrity, like they couldn't believe that I was in the paper, and they just started treating me differently after that. And it was an aha moment that if you want to be good and do good, then do it. And those people that I was scared of that were going to harm me for doing well were the same people who were like, hey, you can't do bad anymore. Like, you really have something going for you. You have a chance to be good. And I think that was my aha moment. So the toughest guys in the neighborhood became advocates. Very much so. For you after yeah. you were selected to receive the Freedom Works Award presented by one of the top leaders in the Congress of the United States in Washington, D.C., the former Congressman Dick Army. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Correct. So you earned the confidence and the respect yes. of those who had previously harmed you. Yeah, and they were, you know, I was I was a young guy who had a lot of personality and I was I was pretty smart for my age. So they were really molding me to be a, you know, to be a good drug dealer, basically. Um, and it totally changed after that. <coughs> Tremendous. Excuse me. What is your current greatest challenge, would you say? Um, my current greatest challenge is um, right now, I think. Uh, financial freedom right now, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of things in my life. Um, but right now, currently financially, um, it's really my only, you know, thing that I'm really working on right now. Um, my, my family as well. Um, I'm around a lot of good people. My movies are coming along. Um, just getting that financial freedom, which is coming, you know? Um, and if that's my only issue right now that I think I'm doing well. It sounds like it to me. And you, you mentioned your kids. How many uh, kids do you I have? I have four. Four. Three boys and a girl. Yeah. Awesome. Now, what 
would you also say would be maybe the one thing that you are most passionate about these days? Um, I am very passionate about my acting because um, I believe that I'm that I'm that I'm good at it, but it's also an avenue where you can teach, where you can learn, that you can use for good. Um, so it's something I believe that's endless. It has no bounds. Um, and I'm just excited about people seeing what I can do and what I can offer. <clears throat> Is there a particular, uh, we're going to come back to a question about one or two particular resources we want you to recommend to our listeners. Okay. Uh, after we take a, a brief break here and we'll be right back with Desmond Cortez Crenshaw. Do you love your lawyer? Jeffrey G. Knott & Associates, PLLC, uses the law to help businesses and individuals throughout the world. Visit jnotlaw.com or call 248-220-1501. Unitedinstitute.org is pleased to offer a series of self-paced online courses and simulations that help professionals become effective, productive, and creative. Visit unitedinstitute.org. Welcome back to the UnitedInstitute.org World Podcast. With us today is Desmond Cortez Crenshaw, a gifted actor and uh, also our special guest today with a very interesting film career as well as other experience in the marketplace that he's shared a little bit with us about this, this, this time. Desmond. Yes. Would you tell us about one or two of your most favorite films that you've acted in and, and why you like them so much? Uh, definitely. Um, Destiny's Calling is a movie that um, I really love because it was the first movie that I was the main character in. But um, also it's the first movie that allowed me to show my talents in a lot of different ways as far as emotion goes. I usually play pretty uh, much characters who are set forth in their ways throughout entire movies, but this one allowed me to get a lot of a lot of leeway, a lot of move room, and people to see my range. But also just the message of it and about what money means and what money doesn't mean. Um, that's a it's just a great story in that aspect. Um, and also with a uh, Warrior Pride, which is um, which is just released on a. Uh, on Amazon a few days ago, it's just a it's just a great message of love, um, and it's a great message of fighting and um, just not having to all be on the same page. To just, Who are the warriors in the film? Did you want to? It's a basketball team. Yes, okay. it's a uh, it's a movie about a basketball team um, and what they go through in the um, process of uh, AAU basketball. Which is a lot. Um, there's never been a movie that talked about it. You know, um, AAU basketball is huge, especially in Michigan. Um, all the top players play AAU, so it's just a great message and what happens in that pro. And, in and those that programs stands also. for that stands for um, American Athletic um, Union Union, I believe AAU. I okay. believe. I never played. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't a basketball player. <laughs> you were just on the state all-star yeah, football right, team. Right, I was a football guy. Yeah, in yeah. college. Right, right. And in high school, you played football. Yes, yes, yes. So Warrior, Warrior Pride is, is, is one that's 
that's recently been released, which yes. you really, really find to be uh, inspiring. It's very inspiring, very inspiring movie. And what role did you play in that movie? I played David, and um, David actually uh, is a character that personally I would hate, truthfully. And uh, I've uh, I've coached little league football before and been around parents like David, um, and he's very overbearing. Really wants what's best for his kid, but but it's but it's like at any cost, and uh, it doesn't really matter who he runs over or what he has to do to get what his kid needs. Um, and he goes about it, but what's happening is it's rubbing off on his kid, and um, he's just a sad character. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good character. You're gonna love to hate him, but at the same time, I mean, he just a it's really would be a guy that I would really be irritated to to be around, truthfully. <laughs> so, despite his character flaws, it was a great film. Correct. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, he's a great character be, be because of his character flaws. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Warrior Pride. Warrior Pride. Yeah. Now, can you recommend for our listeners mm -hmm. an electronic or online resource of some kind that you think would be of, of value to our listeners? Um, I'm really big right now on uh, Jim Rohn. Um, he has, like, not necessarily self-motivation books or whatever, but just... Um, life processes and just understanding yourself. Um, so if, if you just Google him, he has a, uh, two hour, um, a, a two hour video that was filmed in 82, I believe, but it's so relevant to what's going on now. And I promise you, you won't listen to it and it won't change your life in some positive way. Um, just a great guy to listen to. And we spell his last name how? Roth, R-O-H-N. Okay, yep. wonderful, wonderful. Now, what would be the best way that our listeners could contact you if they wanted to contact you, Desmond? It's, uh, the, the best way would be um, email, and that's descortez at gmail. That's the best way. Um, Des being D-E-Z-C-O-R-T-E-Z -E -E at gmail.com. Um, I'm Des Cortez on all social media. And um, even if you just put my name in Google, um, you will be able to uh, definitely find me. Well, super. That's tremendous. Thank you so much oh, for being you. our guest today on this edition of the UnitedInstitute.org World Podcast. What an honor to have a former Fox 2 superstar, mm -hmm. winner of the Freedom Works Award, presented at the U.S. Capitol, mm -hmm. Beat the Odds Award the odds Scholar. Award as well as uh, an all-star uh, football player in, in college and now an actor in 14 films. We're just so honored that you could be with us today, Desmond. I really what appreciate a, it. I am honored. What a great and inspiring person you are. We look forward to hearing great things for many, many more years to come about you and your wonderful life and career. Thank you so much for being Thank with you. us. Thank Will you. you. Come, come back and join us I again. I would, I would love to. It would be tremendous. It would be an honor once again to have you. Thank you so much, Desmond. This concludes our segment on Desmond Crenshaw, Desmond Cortez Crenshaw. Thank you for joining us for today's UnitedInstitute.org World Podcast.